You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. This is the Christ in All podcast. I'm Chad Hunsberger, and with me today, I have a very special guest. I am here in Uganda, and so, in fact, you might hear some other background noise uh, just outside. Someone is cutting the grass, and there's a a dog barking, Um, but I am so blessed to have my brother Agree, and uh, Agree, how are you doing today? I'm fine. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Yes, Agree is uh, one of the elders uh, here at uh, Abana's Hope and Living Stones Community Church, in Gulu, Uganda, and I have just been over the last few days spending some time with him, and so I thought it would be good for us to take the opportunity for Agree to tell us a little bit about the culture here in Uganda and what it is like here. Thank you so much, Pastor Chad. Um, it's really a privilege to have you, to for you to come visit us. Uh, it's been a joy really to have you. Well, uh, just a little bit of context about the culture here. Um, predominantly, uh, most of the people here really do think they're Christians. Um, in fact, Uganda boasts about over 80% of its population being Christian. But um, um, some of the issues that we see happening in the country, for example, um, Uganda ranks so highly among the most corrupt uh, nations in the whole of Africa. And those are some of the things that makes us really question, are we really Christians? Um, but um, where we are right now, there's a very um, a big misconception about what Christianity really is. So most people really, uh, most of them do think uh, just because you you go to church, that makes you a Christian. Or because maybe uh, you are born in a Christian family, that makes you a Christian. So most, uh, basically that's the kind of um, context that we're dealing with here. Yeah, and so as a um, as an elder here, as a Christian, you are a, a born again believer. Um, what is it like to try to share the gospel in that kind of context when so many people think they are Christians? Well, um, well, um, it is very hard because um, that the teaching that is popular today is what. Um, most of you, I'm sure you've, you're very familiar with, which is the, 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 the prosperity gospel, which promises something, um, that when you come to Christ, then you'll never be sick or you'll never lack anything. So pretty much that is the most predominant thing here in Uganda. So most of, most of the people who actually come to Christ, it's as if, um, you are supposed to say when you come to Christ, then something's going to change about your life because people are, People are really struggling uh, to make ends live. Uh, life is hard. Mm-hmm. So um, it is quite hard for the people. When you just preach the gospel to them, they would rather have something alongside the gospel, which I think most of the pastors here today, that's the pressure they have, that we need to hook them up to something. You tell them something to get them, but um, which makes preaching the real gospel really hard. But us as a church, we really um, stick to the gospel. Because our goal is not to have um, um, many people, as if it were just to drive them to come to right. church. The goal is to preach the gospel of Christ, see uh, see the gospel uh, work in these people's lives so that they may grow and know Christ and remain firm. So that's our goal. Yeah, it is 
you even came from in your previously you you believed those things about the prosperity I false did. gospel I right did. Yeah. so that is some of your story how I did. T- tell us a little bit about how god <clears throat> brought you out of that false uh false understanding wow um that is something that even I myself, looking back now, um, it is something that humbles me how the Lord has been gracious to me. I was very much um, in in a very uh, um, charismatic church, Pentecostal to say. And um, while I was there, um, around 2018, that's when I started opening the Bible for myself um, with the Gospel of John. So when I started reading the Bible for myself, I started seeing certain things that we do and teach in the church that was off what mm. the Bible really teaches. So um, from that time onwards, uh, my life really never remained the same because I, I just had these questions in my in my heart that when I leave this church, where am I going to go? Because it seems like all the other churches around me that are teaching the same thing. So, um, But by God's grace, lockdown came in 2020 as we were home. Someday I was on YouTube in God's providence, uh, uh, I saw this video of this old preacher, John MacArthur. Uh-huh. <laughs> so John, John, MacArthur, John MacArthur was roasting um, um, Joel Austin about his book, Your Best Life Now. Uh-huh. So I, I just, I was amazed at the things I was saying, because pretty much this is what the, this this is pretty much uh, the church that I was in. Mm-hmm. The message of, well, if you come to Christ, this is your best life now. But hearing John MacArthur, Pastor John just Try just trying to uh, assure us that well, the the only way this is your best life now is when you're going to hell. Mm. It got me hooked. Just that line got me hooked. So I kept on searching for John MacArthur's videos and all that. Then I came across R.S. Sproul. So that's how I was actually introduced to Reformed theology. And I just kept on feeding more on John MacArthur, R.S. Sproul, Charles Spurgeon of YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that just gripped my attention. And I just thought to myself, Wow, I really need this. This is the Bible. Mm-hmm. So um, there was a time uh, our church then, before I joined them, Livingstone's Community Church, they have a program over the radio called Truth Matters. So as they were preaching there, a friend of mine had them preach, and then he called me up and then said, Agri, I think these guys really sound pretty solid on the Bible. So we reached out to them. So they agreed to meet us. So ever since then, we never looked back. So I just joined yeah. the church. What a blessing that is. Yeah, indeed. yeah um, this is a, a hard culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you, you mentioned how it was corrupt. It has a history of war torn right. uh, culture, mm-hmm. uh, poverty, mm-hmm. uh, very difficult in these ways. Mm-hmm. How do you find the gospel to knowing knowing again, even as you spoke that that there was a this work of prosperity mm-hmm. that was promised. Mm-hmm. And now you see that the gospel is worth so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> how do you. Help us see a little bit of how it doesn't matter mm. the the other things. I mean, we've talked about that some, but yet having really what the, the richness of the gospel mm. is worth. Mm. Well, I think um, um, just looking at my looking at my my own life, um, I have no doubt that the Lord loves me. Mm. Yet um, at the same time, uh, I I came from a very um, poor background. I lost both my mom and dad before the age of two. So uh, pain is something that I I have experienced and I, I grew up experiencing it because after that I was with my grandma who passed on again. I moved into I moved in with another 
uncle of mine who passed on again and moved wow. in with another uncle. So pain was something that I was very familiar with at a young age. But the gospel comforted me because reading through the gospels and knowing that God never promises us that we shall live a life that is without pain, mm-hmm. that just gave me so much comfort and understanding what Jesus says about the cost of following him and some of the words that he said to his disciples um, in the gospel of John, telling them that in this world you will have trouble, but um, but be of good cheer, mm-hmm. I have overcome the world. So with such, I took so much courage knowing that the Lord loves me and the Lord is not promising us a gospel that is without pain. And reading through Paul and some of them, some of the Paul uh, some of the the Pauline letters that he wrote from prison, it really encourages me how Paul speaks of joy. And I thought mm. to myself, I would love to experience this joy. Yeah. So I think for me that is the one thing that changed how I was seeing the gospel being preached the other side. At the same time, um, the prosperity gospel was uh, is actually I believe. It is the worst thing um, to ever be preached to a man's soul because it takes your eyes off the most important thing, which is Christ mm. the, being the, the, the treasure of the gospel to the things that are here now, which will not be there tomorrow. Yeah. So um, that was really for me, just realizing that in the Bible that God doesn't promise us a life that is without pain. Yeah, It's interesting that you found such comfort mm. in knowing that there isn't a promise of no pain. Mm -hmm. Most people are wanting the promise Mm -hmm. of no pain. Mm -hmm. And yet you found comfort in the promise that there would be. Yeah. Would you say it was because you had already experienced pain? So you knew that the world, that you would have pain. You would experience that. So it would make God seem like a liar if the promise was that there will be no pain. Well, yes, I think because you had already experienced. Yes, I, I, yes, I had already experienced the pain, but I think it's through the pain that I got to see God as yeah. as being this beautiful, loving God. It's mm-hmm. through the pain, so I wouldn't change anything. Um, I sometimes um, pe- people ask me and they say, uh, "So sorry, I agree about you, closing <laughs> maybe your parents," but I always say it in a way that makes them feel like. I don't think you really understand this mm-hmm. because I say to them always that I thank God mm-hmm. that they're gone because I think God uses pain in a, a way that we can never understand. Right. But we have been called to trust him and know that his will is always good for his people. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Is there anything that you would have uh, the listeners pray for you or the church here, Living Stones, that you can think, if you could pray these things, we would be. It would mean a lot. How how could we pray for you? Thank you. Um, well, um, I think we we would love for you guys to pray for us, um, so that um, first of all that we might stand firm in the gospel, because um, it feels like the pressure is on us. Uh, feels like the good guys are fewer than the, the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Those are preaching the sound doctrine. And uh, just a few weeks ago, we just uh, recognized one of the churches here in Gulu that they're doing a great job as well. So we're excited about that. And when we met them, and as we were sharing, um, the other pastors well said the same thing. He said, I've been here for nine years, and I never knew that I, that I could mm-hmm. find brothers such as you guys that we could um, go with to preach the gospel. So it was exciting just to know that 
even in times as such as this the lord is faithful to his people the lord is raising up a generation that will stand for him no matter what mm. and we are excited about that so we would ask that you pray for us that we might really um, stand firm in that truth then secondly um we would pray for the 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 we would ask that you pray for the people here in Uganda because of the false um uh, kind of gospel that is being preached um there's such a big following of such people um and they they call themselves apostles and prophets here in Uganda and they have the biggest following so we just pray that um may the lord de- deliver those people from such um the grip of pro- uh, of false teaching that they may come to know his truth and put their faith and trust in Jesus so that they may be saved. Yeah, absolutely. We can certainly pray for that. Is there anything else you would add or is that a, is that enough? That's it, Pastor Chad. We just pray yes. <laughs> for the church all around the globe Amen. so that um the the work is the work is for all of us brothers. So if you feel called maybe to come uh, as a missionary, we would mm. love to have you here yes. as well. Yeah. What a blessing. I agree. Thank you so much. And I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Again, I apologize for any of the surrounding sound, but I think you'll understand. And we uh, we are so glad to have been here in Uganda. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, you can like it, share it on your social media. And uh, yeah, we hope you have a great rest of the day. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.